the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. This is episode 193. Wow, right? Time keeps flying by. Uh, We're going to call this one, obviously, the dagger for what you all saw late in that last game. Uh, The one and only Carlos Vela doing what he does best, saving the world, being the superhero, and posing like a superhero after doing so. So, the dagger in honor of of carlos uh my guests tonight are my co-hosts let's be honest about this uh tony welcome back sir glad to be back as always do you enjoy the game sir yes i did it was a very we'll, we'll get into it a little bit more but it was a very exciting and my prediction was almost true almost true is just I some 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 crossbars let's just say the chances we're correct. You got that down. That is that is for sure. The opportunities are there. We'll talk about that too, guys, because it's it's wild when you break down the stats and where it should have been. And yeah, it's it's a good one, but get puts a hop in your step. That's for sure. Uh, Bam, how are you doing tonight, sir? All the way from Australia. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Nice afternoon. A bit wet outside, but not too bad. Happy, healthy, moving forward. Right. Got to be. That's how it works. That's how it works. Uh, thank you both for coming back on tonight, guys. It's my fam as far as I'm concerned. Uh, beyond happy to have you here. So everyone wants to get to the football, so we're going to definitely talk about that. Of course, the momentum, our home support was looking great on the night. Uh, the system was working to an absolute T. Uh, the king himself, of course, had his moment of brilliance. Everything you need except the scoreline really didn't match what was happening on the field, to be honest. And uh, I'm okay with that because we got the victory, right? You get away with it. But, yeah, I mean, it was really what we wanted to see for them on home home field, and it was, it was perfect. So uh, let's break into this thing right away here. So first and foremost, our lineup was a bit interesting. Some of it was a little typical, what we'd expect right now under the new setup. Uh but we got to say, once again, the birthday boy himself, Raheem Edwards, got the start again, which was pretty cool for him on his birthday to get that chance. Uh, patrolling down the left side yet again as a wingback. You know, I don't think that's been his experience for his whole career. You know, this is kind of a a shifted vibe for him, shifted move for him. But he, he's growing into it, that's for sure. Uh, and then we had... Pretty much everything else was was predictable, you could say, except Blackman didn't get onto the field. It, um, it, it was Farfan instead, playing in a middle role. Uh, but right side, you had Kim Moon Juan. Midfield was exactly what you normally expect. Uh, what was your take on uh, the lineup there, Tony? It was a uh, surprising, surprising but not surprising, especially you know we all saw like they like I said they're a, they're a grinder and. We are now are the new grinders of the league is the best way to say it. Nothing too surprising, but it was a, it, it was a as much as people say it was a dominant two one performance. Sorry for the spoilers on the scoreline, but mm-hmm. um, it it wasn't as dominant as people want you to think. It was still a very back and forth kind of game. Like we did, yeah. we did we did dominate most of the time, but at the end of the day, it was still we still had to we had to be in the right places at the right time. 
Exactly, because RSL is a quality side. I'm going to keep saying that. This is a quality side. They've hurt us in the past. They dominated us when we were in their house, and we grinded out a victory. They're not a pushover. Expect them to hang around near us in the standings from here on out. They're going to be pacing with us. That's for certain. But on the day, at home, clearly the better side. Now, uh, the other approach to this, uh, the system once again, is it a 5-3-2? Is it a 3-4-3? Is it a 3-4-1-2? It just seems like this dynamic setup with the wingbacks where depending on the situation, there's a real change. And Raheem seems to have the most liberty of everybody out there uh, to be constantly pressing, 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 pressing. And so it almost made it look like he was a wing at times. He was so, so advanced in play and, and honestly getting the touches. So it was, it was a really interesting vibe to see what we were going with, uh, a dynamic and aggressive uh, approach. You might call it a 5-3-2, but yeah, so many moving parts, you can't really call it that. So that was their approach. Bam, what did, what did RSL throw at us? Well, RSL, after coming off a nice 4-0 win against Vancouver last week, they mm-hmm. had three changes to their lineup from their last game against them. They brought in Danny Toya, uh, Everton Louise, and Justin Moran. So into the starting mm-hmm. lineup as a t- bit of changes. They had the 4-2-3-1 lineup as they always do, seem to be at the moment, and just try to push us as much as they could. Yeah. Uh, and then up front, they were a little different as well, right? Yeah, a little bit. Um, that's where... I mean. Rubin was getting time in this one, right? I mean, a little, uh, little, diff, little bit of changes. But the story, bit, of yeah. course, yeah, the story of this, of course, is going to be their goalkeeper, Ocho, and we'll tell you about his wild night. Uh, much respect for the performance because it was that was the story of the day. Uh, but we went at it right away, and Ochoa was basically trying to, to hold the pattern down, but it didn't take us long, right? Tony, when did we get our first goal? Um, honestly, it took like the first 10 minutes, like 946 and yeah. 46 seconds happened. We could have had one earlier in the pretty much the third minute with Sifu missing a header than Edwards again, almost with like a semi bicycle kick near to the floor. And that's where Ochoa, of course, showed up. But it was right there at the 46 with a nice, nice pass and Rossi just slotting it in and getting us ahead 1-0. Yeah, uh, and it was, again, textbook what we do, right? The back, the forth, the simple, uh, quick, quick interchange. Again, our best, doing our best in that moment. Uh, sadly enough, though, 18th minute didn't last that long. I know Herrera got his goal on a counter from a corner kick, of all things. Uh, to break that one down, Tony, what, what, would your be, what would your take be on that whole situation? to be honest, it was a kind of a counterplay and then just like the, the defense playing high. And um, if you watch the highlights, people will question it, but Romero made the right choices to come out, which didn't hesitate, which, which I liked as I was talking to someone earlier. It's just like, why did he come out? It's like either commit or don't commit and committing. And he has a 50, 50 chance to block it. Unfortunately, we lost that 50, 50 chance. And but again, all it's moving forward. It's it's more appeasing to me as a keeper, as a former keeper, that he's willing to make the decision right then and there if it's good or bad. But it's like I said, he's still a growing person. 
still mm-hmm. young in this league and he's going to keep growing and you'll see throughout the whole game that he was doing well. Yeah. And you know, honestly, I can't blame him on that. It's a breakaway. Yeah. It's you, you do what you think is best. Romero's approach has always been forced, force the attacker to make a decision that, that you, that's very obvious in his approach to this rather than wait it out and try to stop it. Just get into the mix. It's a breakaway. I felt the whole reason it happened is because we were so into the press, so pushing them, so close to getting another goal that on that corner, I, I couldn't help but feel like throw it in. We're going to get them there. You know, we're going to push and this one's going to, this one's going to break through. And yeah, we kind of lost our assignments going back and everyone was committed and they countered us perfectly. Let's be honest, give them credit. It was an excellent counter. And so it cost us. It was stressful at that point because we were dominating the game and, and owning this thing as we should. Yes, they got some spare opportunities, but we were in control. We were dictating what the story was going to be. Uh, second half rolls around. Same thing. You know, we keep doing what we do and we ended up getting a penalty. And of course, Ochoa was standing on his head this entire match. Insanity. Okay. And once again, he delivers. Stops the PK by Carlos Vela. Uh, the approach from Carlos was a little bit not as strong, but at the same time, Cho just guessed right. It's that simple. It's that simple. Uh, and so we had to keep our bated breath a bit further, <laughs> all the way to the 79th minute. And I'm going to throw this to Bam. You want to break down how this one went out? All I can say is Cameron won. What a cross. What a pass. How could he get that from there all the way to Vela? Vela's left wide yeah. open somehow. Don't know why you leave him wide open, but you do. Beautiful pass across. Vela brings it down, top of the net. What more can you ask for? Dude, perfect perfect placement of that pass. I, I Honestly, world-class stuff right there. And then to basically put it right past the keeper's ear, I mean... That power on that shot from that angle, absolute perfection. That that is one of the best goals of the season by far. The timing couldn't be better. Right when we needed it, the momentum was right, the play was right. It's the sacred left foot yet again. So hats off to Carlos Vela, shoes off to Carlos Vela. Right, <laughs> that's how we do things. Uh, and of course, he saves the day. Now. What should we take from this match? Uh, ultimately, it was a matter of finishing your opportunities. That, that's all it was. And, and getting one past the keeper that, that was good on the day. But there's still a ton of net, right? There's still ways to beat him. And so that was the toughest side of it. Uh, shots on the day, which the stats were just mind-boggling for this one. I, I kept reading it like, is that, is that really it? It was 29-3 to 3 on shots. Even crazier, we had 23 shots inside the box. Of those 23 shots, or 29 total shots, uh, Vela was responsible for eight of them, and Edwards was responsible for six. Right, right. Pushing up the way he does. Sounds pretty darn effective to me to get that many shots off. Now, when you're watching the game, there were a lot where, like, oh, okay, that, that was a bit off, you know, like... Not as polished, but he was still there. He was still getting into space and creating it, creating problems for RSL. And that's where credit needs to be given. Chance creation was 22 to 4. 
The leading contributors to the chance creation on our end were Sifu and Vela. Both had six chances created. Kim Moon Hwan had three. One, of course. Yeah. Got the goal. Yeah. Got the goal. Our playmaker from the right wing back position. It's it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, possession was a change. The last few games, we've been surrendering possession to catch on counters. This time, we had 57% of possession. Yeah, pushing towards 60%. Passing was better for us, too, because we were barely hovering under 80% the last few games. This time, 85%. They had 80 Back and forth, of course. This is an interesting stat. Guess who had the best passing rate of anyone on the team? It's kind of refreshing to see this. It's Latif Blessing. 90% pass rate, pass completion rate. 90% of his passes were a success. The next two, Atuesta and Farfan. 88%. I know, take that. right? I'll take that. Farfan stepping up in his distribution. You know, This is something we've always talked about in, in this game. He, he was. You know, he's doing the job. Uh, fouls, of course, RSL had the victory in that. They had 15 fouls. We had eight. I wouldn't call that a victory, but there it was. Uh, yellow cards, they had four. We had one. There was a mistaken red card, which was hilarious. Uh, the ref pulled out the wrong one, I guess, and went, wait a minute, that's the wrong guy. Let me rescind that. We all got excited for nothing, but it's okay. Still take the victory. Uh, duels, that was interesting. We had 68 duels won. They had 52, so that's something that we usually don't win except for the last few games. Now we're on the right side of it. Corners, 13 to 6. Here is the one you're like, what? The expected goals. Our expected goals on the night. That means your chance created to... It was 5.33. So expected goals were 5. That's how dominant we were in the game. Theirs was 0. 0.8. Yeah, they had the one chance. That's all they had. They they followed through. Uh, the 5.33, I mean, you saw the chances. You saw the post from Vela in the first half. Without a doubt, uh, that they were there. They were definitely there. It just didn't fall. Now, this was kind of cool. I thought this was interesting. And maybe you're mad at him about it. Maybe you're happy that he's creating these opportunities. But the man who created the most was Raheem Edwards on the day, 1.29 unexpected goals, which means he was in position to create something. Right, but it didn't happen. The next closest was Vela, 1.27. Yeah, right right there. Those are the guys getting the balls in the, in the dangerous areas. So it works. The system where, where we over, overload on that side is working. That's what that's telling us. Is, is, and Raheem is making the proper runs for this system. It's execution for him that's going to tell whether he's a regular starter from here on out or Palacios takes it back or whoever else on that side takes it back, which Palacios did finally get some minutes because he's back home again. But it is interesting uh, to see that how well Edwards is in that role, filling in in that role. Now we're just going to see who's going to battle to take the spot. Uh, what was your guys's? I'm going to go to you, Tony. What was your impressions on, on Raheem's day? Oh, it was honestly the what we expect from him nowadays. Like, there's no, there's no surprise if 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 anyone's looking at us and they 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 have to consider Edwards where he's at at all times because he's that annoyance that pretty much he's always with the ball. He's always creating chances, and he's not a name that people re remember. It's the whole thing. It's like he's there when he needs to be and people forget about that. And that's why he has all those chances created and stuff like that and everything, especially with this false wing back that we have <laughs> and yeah. just 
moving moving forward, it's like you have to you have to play for that. And but it gives us more liberties in our defense, in our midfield, in our offense to to adjust to whatever they give us out, which is great nowadays. Yeah, you you can't you know you, you, this is more dynamic than we've ever been. Four three three. I mean, we've seen the wonders that it can work for us, but there's so much more going on in this system that we're watching. And so much more development among our players. We're seeing things from guys that we haven't seen before. Blessing has been, as much as we love him, as much work he's put in, the efficiency and his creativity has changed under this system. It really has. This is something to really value. This works for him. Atuesta works in this system. It, Sifu has been a story in this system. It, these, it's working for them. Um, I think the only scary area so far has been at center back. Uh, Mario's had a few adventures so far. Uh, he had one this one and got away with it. Um, yep. But otherwise, has been solid. But it's, it's always he's always good for that one moment where you're like, wait a second, you know, he kind of, you know, he's human, but you're a center back and kind of have to be superhuman back there. Uh, Segura's been thriving, and and honestly, I think the system fits Romero's for his distribution too. So it's it's working. I know. Fairly certain Bob prefers the 4-3-3 overall. That's his preferred system. But he's being pragmatic by doing this. And I have to give Bob credit. We all have to give Bob credit. He was willing to take a chance and make this change. There's like, what? Yeah, I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, he's the one that came up with this idea. He's the one that made these changes. He's the one that's introducing Edwards to us. You got to give him credit where credit is due. We're on a win streak. He made the necessary changes. We could say maybe it was late in the game on that by a couple games, but he still did it. And so on that note, be happy where we're at. Things look like they're moving up for us. Uh, and Vela looks like he's in total form now, so be happy there too. Right? Definitely. Looks Definitely. different. Bam, right? I mean, Vela looks yeah. like a man possessed now. It's beautiful. Is. Vela, mm -hmm. last game compared to Vela first game of the season, completely different Velas. Completely you have to wonder if he was rehabbing something in the early days. Like he oh, wasn't completely definitely. there yet, you know. He's there now. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see what he's gonna do next. That's that's the fun part. What's he gonna do to Portland? What's he gonna do? Oh, it's great. It's great. Uh, Tony, in your mind, what was your greatest impression on the day? What was your most impressive piece from what you saw out there? Like I said, it was like in all due terms, it should have been a blowout with all the chances that we've had. It was literally like we were playing a crossbar game. Like at the end of the day, it was like literally hit the crossbar, hit the post. Like we were playing the crossbar game. But we didn't let that affect our play on the field at all. We kept going mm -hmm. we kept challenging and, and ended up getting the win overall. So it's, right. it's, different. it's a different team, as we keep saying. And we love it. And it's the transition and everything. So there's nothing... Like there's nothing we until we find that quote unquote like weak link that somehow because again losing as much as I don't like a loss loss teaches us a lot because winning you don't know which weakness this is but as of right now no one else can figure us out. It's almost like we needed the bitter pill in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. You had to take the medicine. It had to hurt you for a couple of days, and now you're stronger for it. Definitely. The burn, the burn worked. So sounds like other people that need to think about real world things these days is maybe you got to sacrifice a day for the sake of humanity. Exactly. Uh, so on the day, great success. 
We're on a winning streak, a good winning streak against teams that are not pushovers. This is good. It's a good thing to lead into when we go into Portland, which we'll cover in a little bit. Before we transition into some news and rumors, I know you're all here for the rumors. Uh, I'm going to throw in the comments from all of you, and we're going to tackle those guys, and we'll move into the next stage. All right, so let's jump on in here. We've got a good evening from L.A. Wolf fan. Welcome back, sir. Victor is back in the mix. So is Marvin Chavez. Welcome back, guys. Uh, Wolf wants to talk about Carson. Oh, that's a funny one. I'm going to throw that up there because that's hilarious. L.A. Wolf fan says, did you guys hear what Carson is doing? Apparently, they're voting for all LAFC and Seattle players for the All-Star game. So LAFC will be tired to play El Trafico. That, hmm. just, that just tells me they're scared well, well, of us, to be honest. Yeah. Like, by, they never play us straight, right? Oh, no. Like, they want to, like, it's, like I said, we, we are the only league that has this, and they'll take advantage of whatever they can, which is, again, it's a good sportsmanship, like, ploy to do it. Because I, I like this. I like this gamesmanship of, like, let's let's get them tires. Because, trust, there's probably millions of LAFC fans the same way thinking the same thing. Let's put all the Galaxy stars on the MLS lineup. And I, yeah, I mean, in my head, but I could never vote for it even in a fantasy team. So that just, I can't, I can't click that button. I just can't do it. I can't put myself to it. Honestly, I put, when I did my votes, and you probably heard Rich out there promoting it to get Kim Hoon Hwan on the All-Star team. I fully support that. I voted oh, yeah. all black and gold. If their name was on there and they're in a position, I'm just voting black and gold. It's our house. The less Carson stank in our locker room and the lead up, the better. We got to fumigate the place afterward. I don't need those guys in our house. I don't trust them in our. They don't belong. That's sacred. They don't belong there. Everyone else, I can respect. We don't need that them there. I know we're going to get stuck with Chicharito no matter what. If he's healthy, he's playing because the league needs him out there, right? Oh, yeah, 100%. He's No matter what the votes are, no matter what, there's, there's going to be fuzzy math. He's going to be in the game. Probably starting nice to valid because it looks good for the cameras. Uh, even though Rui Diaz should be up there with Vela, you know, looks, looks good real. for the cameras, looks mm. good for playing against the Mexican side that we're playing against. It's, it's, it's all the yeah. X's and O's checked yeah. off. Which you know, if yeah, go for it, Bam. Yeah, no, that though, like, yeah, vote for all of us in the also team. That means we've got an extra day of practice against good competition. Very true. Actually, yeah, I think it's good. The stars that they're bringing for Liga Mekis, like that's a proper all star team. I was really impressed by what I saw, so it's gonna be a tough one. And they probably have a nicer kit. I mean, I love I love the all black kit. You saw me wearing it the other day, but oh man, Charlie makes cool kits. Let's be real, they do. I have one of their Star Wars kits from TJ. I it, they're they just they know how to make good kits, man. It's just the way it is. Uh, we go down. Yeah, voting for Chicharito. It's all back and forth, guys. We know this. Like Tony said, it's back and forth. Ellen Marquez, been watching for a while. Happy to finally make it. Welcome, sir. We're happy to have you here, Alan. Uh, Victor says, Victor Lopez says, Rosie's goal was so good. Dude, our DPs paid off this time. Ain't that <laughs> nice? It's great. Well, two of the three paid off, but I'll digress. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, hey, Jonathan Reimer is on. Uh, thank you for coming on, sir, from the Shoulder to Shoulder podcast, maker of branded tequila for, for the District 9 Ultras. <laughs> Amazing uh, ambassador 
to this club, uh, especially with working with Global Diplomatic and all the charity work. Jonathan, thank you for coming on, man. And you got put can't put that goal on Romero. You are correct, sir. Oh no, you can't. No, it's a breakaway. Anybody yes. that goes after goalie in a breakaway is a fool. Straight up. Things happen on breakaways. Uh, Victor D. Lopez, does Palacios bury the Edwards chances or get in those positions? We'll only know when we when he plays. Um, honestly, there were a few where I think Palacios would probably bomb them in. At least maybe one of those, maybe. But we have to rely on Palacios to be in position to do so. And Palacios, before he left us, was having real issues with his positional play. Getting caught too high on attacks, getting caught too low on our entries. He's got to work his way back into the lineup because he hasn't been with us for a little while. So we'll see. Is he capable of? Of course he is. He's, he's, he's Palacios, you know, but he's got to work his way back in. That's for sure. Um, it's just nice to know we have options over there because Farfan can play there as well. It's again, this system just seems to be working for us all over the place. Uh, Alan Marquez, Sifun Vela should have had a hat trick. Coulda. <laughs> the chances were definitely there. I agree. <laughs> oh, don't get so me started on Sifu. Sifu cost me money. That's all right. <laughs> Oh, oh getting on the football, man. Oh, getting yeah, on the football. He he talked to me about it early. He had like a, it's like a five five things need to happen, and Sifu, the last thing that needed to happen was Sifu needed to score, and that was the only one that he didn't get it. Oh, that's evil, man. Yeah, and he's been scoring, so I get yep, you. That's... I get you. Yeah, yeah I, I totally get that. I mean, we know the Vela Rossi show. It's just nice, honestly, it's guy guys. It's really nice to see Rossi score. It it just is. Um, cause it, he has, he's been working, doing the work, but the production hasn't been what he's even expected this year. So it was nice to get a, a piece of that. Uh, Marvin says thoughts on why Bob is playing Farfan over Blackman at center back. My thoughts are Farfan has way more pace. A couple of things that stood out. One, we saw the numbers on distribution. He's been efficient in his role Two, He can shift to the left when necessary. And with Edwards getting so much freedom, a lot of times you'll see Kim drop back further. And Farfan at times was drifting out to the left, almost like we had four in the back at times. It was shifting during the game a lot. Um, and I think that for Blackman, he's more built for the right side of it as a center back, which is kind of already taken. So it worked. That and squad rotation. Don't be surprised if Blackman's playing against Portland. Just, again, squad rotation is necessary. You can't burn everybody out. So good question on that. Because, yeah, it's a very interesting development to see Farfan get the trust of being a center back. Again, all good things that we're seeing the versatility. Uh, Victor D. Lopez, I wish I remembered when Arsene Wenger said about left-footed center backs. I don't remember that. Bad of me, I guess. Uh, Marvin Chavez, Moon and Raheem are incredible wingbacks and making all the difference in attack and breaking defensive lines. Raheem's ability to cut inside more than outside has really impressed me. He's not afraid to cut in, and that that's that's huge. And Moon has been a playmaker on his side. It, we saw that. His, his passing, his close-quarter dribbling, it's been a revelation for us. I Victor D. Lopez. I know, right? I mean, all, they're both... They're both doing it. Kim Moon-Hwan is definitely an all-star. If he's not playing against Liga Mekis all-stars, we're going to get in trouble because he's going to own them on that side. Sorry, mm -hmm. but that's the truth. Yeah. 
That is that is the truth. Uh, Murray looks like an old school South American libero. Yeah, Murillo's got. I I love I love Murillo. Y'all know I do. Uh, he yeah he definitely has that that vibe. I agree. He's he's the physicality is good. The to me, it, I love it when he takes the ball down and so comfortably distributes it out like it's not a big deal, even though you know it's like razor thin situation, and he just like whatever. I got this. Sometimes he gets into a little trouble doing that, but he very much no stress. That's a good thing. The the valiant the valiant Bam represent. Do you know this guy? Yeah, yeah. He, he works at the casino with me. Uh, hey, welcome to the show, yeah. brother. Good stuff. Good stuff. Alan Marquez. Either way, don't players only play like max 30 minutes for the All-Star games? Yeah, the subs are quick in those games. Everyone's going to feature minutes. They're not going to get killed by this thing. Yeah, that's not going to be a problem. If they go physical against us, I'll be really irked by it. But we tend to be the physical side when we play international sides. A little too physical at times. We're Bayern throwing a hissy fit about that. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Agave. Yes. I can't wait to have that. I'm going to be bugging you at the tailgate for that, sir. Carlos C., that was the best I've seen the team play all season. Moon and Edwards were killing it. Yeah, home cooking, right? I mean, we, we've seen this going in, into the lead-up, but system is nearing perfect right now. Oh, yeah. We, 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 like I said last pod, we, we, we said this was going to happen, and there's no reason for it to not happen. And... Like I said, this is continuing what we keep saying. This hot streak, this this they don't know how to they don't know how to plan for us. Let's just say that. They think they do and they don't. You're dealing with a playoff side that gave up an expected five goals. We didn't get the five, but the expected goals were there, which means they were they were conceding this match pretty badly. So good stuff. Danny Morales. Hey, Danny. Hey, you with the green headphones. What's your name? Ah, Tony getting the call out from Danny. Love you, yeah. Danny. <laughs> see you back. See you back in the stand soon, sir. Carlos C. Farfan as CB is a revelation. I didn't expect to see that at all. I, we discussed it. I think I mentioned it a while back how he's got some experience in that role. It's just cool to see that he's trusted. I agree. The trust in, in, in Bob to let him do that is, is good. Um, yeah, he's growing into that role now too. So now we've got what five guys that can play center back in our in our team. Do you remember when we were like relying on like old busted dudes to play one of the center back roles? <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm not gonna say their names. I don't want to be mean, but we had dudes that were busted out there trying to do the job, and they were playing hurt. So big chain. Oh, he did it again. Danny's picking on you, man. Oh, he just wants the joke. That's why. There it is. All right, Danny, good stuff. So on that note, we are going to switch gears a bit and talk about, all right, let's just say Christian Arango. Arango, yes. I hope I said that correctly. Tony, you did the homework today. A little bit of homework. Every one of you has been doing homework. I know this, but Tony, you got the official word, sir. Tell us about this man. So from... This man is a center back. He is honestly, or not center back, sorry, center forward, my bad. Um, he is honestly one of the, one of the, like, 
there's rumors that right now we want they want two two point five mil for him and like twenty percent on like rights on him and stuff like that. But the 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 most intriguing thing about him is like he has fifty eight appearances for Millionaros, and most of his goals come from the center, the being in the center, which is what we've been wanting for a while. What is it? Uh, true number nine. The good thing about him though is also he can play left, right, and right midfielder. So he is a promising person. I, uh, if I remember right, me and you, uh, Joseph, we were talking about that. He's, I think, he was on loan for Benfica. Or for yeah, bit. so he's been kind of bouncing back and forth um, under ownership by Benfica and a couple others. He's been trying his way in Europe and it hasn't quite been working out. But when he comes back to Millonarios, now that he's back, he's totally producing. I think Liga de Mayor. He had 17 games played, seven goals, three assists. They got to the Fade Final, LBD, which I think is their playoffs. Uh, it was five games, two goals, one assist. So he's producing now in this environment, in this new role. And you said he plays more of a withdrawn center striker, not mm-hmm. like out front. Yeah. So that actually fits us well, especially in the 4-3-3. Like he's just basically going to target himself and distribute out to the wings. So if he were getting him, he fits perfectly into what Bob wants, wants. And even in the, in the new system that we have, I know Sifu's kind of been playing in that cam role a little bit. Sometimes it was strong striker. Cause we know we fade in and out of all these positions. Basically what would happen is Sifu could drop back into another role in the midfield and, and have him go there. So versatility for sure. Uh, from what I got, See, we've heard two conflicting things. I'm going to relieve transfer marked and ESPN more than others. Which is the first when, when ESPN is like the more trusted than any other. This is scary. Yeah. I'm going to say this. Apparently, he's still under contract with Benfica. So we're dealing with Benfica instead. That's confusing. So, you know, they're saying that he's actually under contract for one more year with Benfica and that he's on loan and that his loan ended on June 30th. So that that's what I got from other, the other sources. But then I heard that no Millionarios has him and we're dealing with Millionarios with the 20%. So I don't know. It's strange. There's, there's two conflicting reports out there right now on his contract situation. So um, I'm not sure. I can't hundred percent say which one it is, but the sources that tend to be more reliable in many cases, transfer mark tends to be pretty darn reliable. They're saying he's, he's been Fika's guy. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, I also heard the rumors that were that it could be a TAM deal if this is happening, uh, which would be that would mean we'd keep everybody. We wouldn't be losing anybody quite yet, even though I know sales are sales. But could you? I dare to dream. But if this guy's in here and he's got Rossi and Vela on both sides of him, dude, right? This is your playoff push right here. We will pull a Seattle. We'll get it all right just in time and then just rip it up. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, all the boxes are checked online. Bam, what's your take on this deal? Do you think we found the guy or potentially the guy if this is what they're saying? I think we have. If this deal goes through, we have found it. The only thing is, we're playing well with the 5 3 2 with him up mm-hmm. center in the middle, back to a 4 3 3. Right. Which. So what I understood, what I understood is, is that's still the preference. This is just necessity, which would make me cry a little bit. Um, but then Tony did say that he, he does, he, he wears the 10 and he does play 
withdrawn a little bit more. So he could be a central attacking mid, right, Tony? Mm-hmm. So he, he he's more flexible than our current DP, let's just say. Like, he's more willing to. And then, of course, he's got that. As I just saw that Alan just posted right now, he does have that Colombian connection. So Atuesta with him will probably work really well together. And it's, it's a little bit more. It's a little bit easier, as anyone knows, that um, if anyone ever plays uh, that FIFA, you know, foot, whatever. I forgot, I forgot what at the moment. It's just like blanking on me. Like <laughs> if they are from the same country, it's a little bit easier that the chemistry is there. So and they have the same ideals of how to play the game. It could be the case. I'll say that. Now, if you want me to think it's going to be 100%, is this guy any any way like have Armenian background? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> it's been a funny, it's been an interesting vibe. Like we have a lot of guys with Armenian background coming from South America. It just seems to be a trend right now, which is good. It's cool. Super oh, cool. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, it's kind of a tell. Oh, this guy's rumored. Oh, is. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, right. Okay. This makes more sense to me. It's just it, It's just. It's just another I'm checklist. Lucky, I guess. It's right, it's just a, a check the box. It's yeah, exactly. Funny. Like, oh, is he this? Is he that? Okay, that makes more sense that he's coming. This all fits perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, honestly, I think he's versatile enough to play a central or withdrawn, like a Sifu's been doing. But that would, of course, force somebody else out of the lineup that's playing really well right now. So it's it's interesting. It's just nice to see that the options would arrive if he comes in, mm-hmm. which is again. All good things that we have options because we've played games where we played a four through three and one half and changed to the other in the second half and it all worked out. So dynamic, dynamic. We'll take it. Uh, so that that's where we're at on Christian Arango. It sounds legit. It might be legit. Enough people are reporting it. I'm hoping it's legit. But as I've always told you guys, I wouldn't confirm anything unless I see a hat box reveal or a random video that confirms it <laughs> yeah Hatbox or, or, international then i get in trouble or, here yeah or rich putting out his clues oh yeah his, tw- his twitter <laughs> his twitter he puts a million dollars we're like all right we're done now yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> i got a cork board somewhere i will formulate formulate this and monty and i will spend all night trying to figure this out because we're <laughs> sick people and we try these things so again dig the rumor i hope it's real i do That'll be perfect for us. I dig it. Bam. Let's move on to community news, sir. What have you got for us? Uh, I'll start off with something really interesting that I've tr- I'm trying to get some of. I've reached out to some people. Um, the Tigers supporter group and Gamecraft Brewing have created their own beer, Tiger Aid. Mm-hmm. That got released the other day. So I've reached out to see if I can get a six-pack sent over to Australia. <laughs> so we're going to hopefully get some. Shall I pick one up for you, sir? Is that is that I'm down. I'm down. We got okay, we so gotta get it. Hey. <laughs> Bam needs Bam needs some love. He's on quarantine. Locked you in, have yeah. to help our Australian brother out. There it is. There Which it is. today got announced that uh, my state's gonna be locked down for another week. And from midnight tonight, South Australia is going to lock down for five days. Hey. Yeah. yeah. So th- well three states are going to lock down. My family is in Mexico right now, and they just went to Red Alert, so that's going south too. So Yikes. there you go. Come on. We also yeah. we also had uh, AIM athletes in the making had a um, training session today in South LA, and, and from what I've been hearing, Artuesta and Eddie Sigurora went there and helped train. Nice. 
Those guys are awesome. They really are. They're always on top of it with community. They've oh, really yeah. adopted it, the local the local flavor. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, good on you guys. Good on Victor, because Victor mm-hmm. runs athletes in the making. You're the man, dude. Thank you for all that you do. We love every bit of it. We love seeing every bit of it. Thank you, man. Uh, one last thing we also had too was the LAFC's um, social youth group do a homeless food and household supplies bagging event the other day. So going to give something out to the homeless around LA from my understanding, which will be good. Yeah, that was super cool. I think I saw Scarf there from Defenders um, jumping in. A lot of a lot of familiar faces getting that work done and uh, helping the community. Again, you guys are saints. It's, it's it just was, awesome to see. There's also what, a partnership what, what, with uh, Salt Lake as well. That's, uh, that's from like from what we did with Salt Lake when we went over there to Utah last time. They came over here and did the same thing with them. So it was a collaboration between both clubs. So that's nice. fantastic. That's fantastic. Good stuff. Good stuff. So more, what more else we got going on there, sir? Dude, yeah, a- absolute respect to RSL. They have the back and forth. Yeah, they actually had a good amount of supporters. So shout out to them for making the trip. Uh, again, it's one of those signs of life that 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 is refreshing to see yet again is other colors in the stands doing what they are doing. You know, as, as far as I'm concerned, I think most of us are in the same mindset as 3252 does what it does. But if that could be something that we see all over the league where active is really active and they're traveling, like we all win at the end of this. So it's good to see. Exactly. Thanks for coming out guys. It was, it was super cool. Uh, anything else, ma'am and community news that you want to feature today? And uh, no, that's all I had it. At the moment, okay. Had well, I know that. Find some more. Yeah, there's there's stuff in constant development. I know I saw Empire was doing a viewing party this Wednesday, so I think it's going to be Rowdies again. It's a great place to go see yeah. a, a viewing party if you're out in the IE. So good stuff. There's going to be more developing in the next day or two. You'll see it'll pop up. So jump on it. Jump on community events. It's all good yeah. things. Also, D9U mm-hmm. doing a viewing party as well that I saw as well. Yes. So advertising. Yes. Yep. Uh, I know and then I know. in the works. There's always something in the works. Yes. Mm-hmm. Nothing official yet, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not yet. But there'll be you know, there'll be events out there. Just keep your eyes eyes peeled. That that's that's where we're at. I was always busy things going on, so all good things. Um, league news. I did put that on our on our bullet point simply because guess what, guys? We have this good grip of games leading up to our rivalry match. And there's a chance that we could surpass our enemies before that match even happens. So just want to let everybody know that we're in a pretty good spot right now. Um, we're moving up guys. Good news all together. And of course, other league news, all-star voting, all-star voting, all-star voting, vote early, vote often. You get one vote a day. So if you haven't done it yet, it's not midnight yet. Go handle your business. Get that taken care of. Uh, and keep voting each day. And I believe Wednesday, I think Wednesday is the end of it, right? Uh, That's when it all ends. Yeah, so you're running out of time. Liga Mekis has already picked their team. Choose wisely. Make it happen. And uh, get Kim to the All-Star game. Kim Moon-Hwan, he deserves to be there. So, of course, does Carlos Vela, which he's already going to be there, right? But, yeah, vote black and gold. That's what I always do. (laughs) Pull the lever, black and gold. We're good to go. So there we are with that. Uh, and guess what that means? We're moving on to the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. I've done one. Tony's done one. That means, bam, you have no choice, sir. It's your turn, man. All right. So 
for this one, if you follow me on Instagram, LFC Australia, on my Instagram stories, I always put up an Australian song on game day. When I get the clip of what the club's put out, the poster, always put an Australian song out there. So still going Australian today. I've decided to go with a Jet. Um, they're a West Australian band. They've been around for quite a while now. This album of theirs came out oh, early 2000s. Um, some of their bangers on there are Are You Gonna Be My Girl, Roll Over DJ, and Cold Hard. I won't say the last word, but <laughs> Cold Hard Carson. That is. Yeah. yeah, Cold Hard Carson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been I went there. For a Sorry, while. guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, been around for quite a while and they're still producing some good music. So get a chance to look up some strain music. Dude, uh, yeah. I mean, Jet, Jet's legit, dude. Like, honestly, you're going to like that album. Go check it out. It's totally worth it. There's some other bigger ones we'll talk about later down the line because they, they deserve their moments in the sun. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, man, but good choice, man. It Really, this is a good one in the lead up to this next match. There's some energy in that album. That's for certain. So thank you, sir. Good choice. All right, before we transition into the woods, you could say, uh, let's see here. Yes, we're going to the woods into the thick of it all right so let's see some of the comments before i move on from there uh sorry uh moving forward moving forward you want to sing the song (laughs) i'm not singing any song nope he's waiting for it no uh alan again columbian science has been 10 out of 10 that's for certain uh alan marquez a video from las vegas lights announcing him Dude, could you imagine this great Colombian player joining us? And he signed for the lights. Wah, wah, wah. He's, Not he's, happening. He's too old to do that, to be honest. Like, we, the the lights are more for the youngins, even if they're international. Let's be honest on that one. Yeah, I mean, this new potential signing is a little more advanced in age than we're used to. He's actually in his prime, so that's, that's different. Mm-hmm. Jerry, let's go. Bam is here. Shout out to Jerry, man. It's good talking to you at the tailgate, sir, from 110. You and Vince, man, it was a good good combo, man. Happy to have you on here. Uh, Marvin Chaz and Galaxy are playing an angry, hungry RSL at their home, and they'll probably lose. <laughs> Momentum lost, right? Marvin Chavez, if they lose and we win, we tie in points, go above them in point differential. Exactly. Within the next two matches, it's pretty much like we're catching these fools. So, good stuff. On the goal difference. Yep, yep. Victor D. Lopez, does this mean Moose and Jennings stay in Vegas? I don't know if they'll stay in Vegas, but they'll definitely get some frequent flyer miles. Like, yeah, if it's a midweek and we have a weekend, they could come out come back. They're still going to get some minutes with us. I don't think it's all said and done, but extended minutes, probably not. I think the guy that's probably worried the most right now might maybe would be Corey Baird, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the one that will probably be the one sacrificed the most in this situation. Uh, but again, it gives us openings, right? And we don't know what the story is going to be with this transfer window, what it means for our current players Again, that's all a mystery until the window closes back up again. So we'll see what happens there. And yeah, Vic, for Arango, that's that's the whole reason. Is we don't we don't know, but we can assume if you're spending that kind of money on an international player, he's getting shifted right into the lineup. There's there's no way around that. That's for certain. All right, let's transition into yes, into the woods. 
He's they're waiting for me to say it again. I won't say it again. There it is. So uh we are moving into the woods, chopping trees, doing what we do best, facing who I consider a legitimate rival, sporting rival. You know, Seattle's hurt us. Portland has to. Our our games tend to be more physical against Portland. So there's just there's been clashes with these guys. I love taking them on. I love taking on their active support out singing those dudes when we get every chance we can. It's just, to me, a good good overall Western Conference rivalry. So, yes, we got to face these guys again. Uh, Tony, how are they doing this year? Um, they, after their last game of this past this past weekend, they're back in the playoffs, barely. They're, on, like, they're literally over the edge of it. But they, at the last five games, they've been, they've had two wins, one draw, two losses. In the last two games, Austin destroyed them 4-1. And then the last game, which they played against Dallas, they won 1-0 late in the game. But it was a very aggressive, chippy game the whole way through, which is known for Portland. But, again, Dallas is no pushover. I, I want to make that clear before anyone says Dallas is an easy win. Dallas is a scary team. They can play spoiler any time of the night. So... To get the win, it's it's good for them. They they're on a momentum where they're in the playoffs, so they have a point to prove against us as well. So, but again, it's us, so they're always going to prove a point, even if they whatever wherever they are in the standings, they always have to prove something for us. Exactly, exactly. This is always a war, expected to be a war. Uh, you said they're what six so far right now? Seven. Is that where we're at right now? They're seven. Yeah, yeah, they're up and down. Yeah, they're just. It's inconsistent, right? I mean, would that be the 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 term to give? It's just inconsistency from this side. I think we could pretty much guarantee they won't be inconsistent against us. Mm -hmm. They kind of hate us. I think that honestly, I think their players have just this animosity towards each other. There's something there. There's definitely, yeah. There's edge. And well earned though for the shenanigans they've pulled on us in the past. So, yeah, it's good. Uh, Portland, uh, how did you last match, Bam? What was the the breakdown for that one? What would you uh, say we, was like the turning points and stance? What stood the out? The last match, um, they beat Dallas one 0 so it was a very close match. Uh, some of the highlights on it was actually Dallas hitting the post in the thirty eighth minute. It was a good strike. Um, Clark made a good save for Portland in the forty fifth minute. Um, the one goal came in the 84th minute thanks to uh, watch me butcher this name Ebosi Ebobise Ebobise, yep see I told you I'll butcher <laughs> it um, the key stats for the game was 50-50 possession the possession was really 50-50 uh, their pass accuracy was 84.6% and they actually had a few players passing over 90% so they had Ben Rankin at 90.2% Zimbara at 91.8, Mora at 90.9, and Ebobosi at 100% passing rate. So his passing rate was really on. That's one thing we got to look out for. Um, mm-hmm. They had 19 crosses, 11 shots, and two on target, and um, 11 fouls with two yellows came out of the game. Now, with that, their defender, uh, Zuprik, picked up his fifth Zuprik. yellow, so he should be. Should be out of this game. Suparic, right? Suparic. Yep, Suparic. I think. Yeah, I think what stood out to me in this game, 
Um, yes, they got the result. Yes, they got it late. Was probably who wasn't in the lineup in the first place, right? I think that that was an interesting thing. So who who was missing from that game against Dallas until the very end? Uh, that would be the New Zealand always international player, uh, Tuli Moa. <laughs> well said, sir. They only had what bodily, right? Blanco. Yeah, they had mm-hmm. Blanco. They had a lot of missing. So. And then Valeri, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was kind of a B side until late, until they brought these guys in. But it was really starting as almost a reserve. And I know Ebo Bise, I think, was playing like outside mid in this game for, for a grip, right? I think he was. Which... Uh, it, he's not doing that against us, I don't think. I'd be shocked. So it was, yeah, it was a a lineup that required changing because honestly, he got thumped by Austin. Um, so something had to give, right? And it, they have a little shake up and a little rest. And I can't help but feel like maybe they're resting those big names because they know who's coming into town. So that might make sense too. Uh, Tony, who do you think stood out? St- well, who's standing out the most for Portland at this time? To be honest, the Chara brothers. Like watching that game, that's like, and understandably playing together your whole life, there's that the communication is always there. But watching that game, they created a lot of chances for them and everyone on the field. So those are the two to honestly watch out for. It's not one, it's those two, it's both of them. So, like I said, we, and before anyone says, just the Northwest just doesn't like us because one, we're the new kids in town. They used to be the new kids in town. They used to be the proud. Let's be like them. Now everybody wants to be like us. So that's the chip on their shoulders. And the players play for them. And as they our players play for us. So that's why it shouldn't be an easy game. I don't care what anyone says. It's not gonna it's never an easy game when they come into town or we go to their town. Ever, ever, ever. You're right. This is a war. It's going to be a war. You could be at the bottom of the standing, top of the standings. Things level out against this team. They just do. Mm-hmm. So don't go in there thinking we're going to walk away with this thing. It's nothing guaranteed. Get used to that. This is who we play. They step up always for us. So, and Abu say always finds ways to hurt us. He really does. Yeah. Really annoying, but he always produces against us. Uh, so their potential 11 is of course a little bit in flux because we saw some movement between the last two games, right? It's not dead consistent. It's not, um, you know, last game, Clark was in goal. Mabiala and Zuparic were in the middle, but apparently Zuparic is out, right? He's yeah, out. Fifth yellow. So I guess that forces the situation where Mabiala and Tuiloma are probably just going to be your center backs because what else do they have? Right? I mean, they're kind of stuck in. Left back, Van Rankin. Right back, Bonilla. Do you think that's going to change? I don't think so. That's probably the two most consistent guys that play every week. Uh, and then their central midfielders. Last game was Zambrano and Chara. But honestly, Williamson has been their most effective guy in that role. So I can't help but think that Zambrano might be taking a seat for Williamson in this game. Could be. Those seem interchangeable to me. Espria and left mid seems a given. Uh, right mid, Ebobise played and scored in that role against Dallas. But I believe Loria kind of holds that role, right? That would be your normal starter. Uh, and then up top, you have Mora and Chara from this last game. But typically, it would be Valerian and Ebobise up there. 
mm-hmm. with Chara kind of threatening for the role. But if they can get Valerian Ebobisi up top to threaten us, I don't see them passing on that opportunity. What do you think, Bam? Do you think that the shift's going to happen? I think the shift will happen, but the good thing what they've got is Ebobisi can drop back to the mid if they need to. Yeah. So with him, with him playing last game right? in the mid, he was very effective in the mid. So do you keep him in mid and keep Chara and Valeria up top? Chara, uh, Valeria and Moore up the top? What do you do with that? Or do you bring him up top? That's the big question we've got to ask. Right. And Valeria's numbers haven't been what they used to be, right? I mean, not no. he's still killing it. I mean, he's still yeah. doing what he does. But going through, yeah. only four players have played every game from this season. And that's Valeri, Van Rankin, Asprilla, and Deparage. They're the only four that have played every game this season for him. And Valeri was limited minutes last match. Maybe it's because they're yeah. getting ready for us. I think that's more of it. They're getting ready for us. But they do have options. We know this. It can shift. Uh, I yeah, I would not be surprised as well if it's going to be Valeri and Char up top. Ebobisi takes the right midfield role. That could definitely happen. I don't think it's changing out of the four four two. Do you guys think they're going to switch back to the four two three one? No, I still, I I, yeah. I agree with you. To be honest, I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, like Bam, you were mentioning off air that yeah, they they do that sometimes, but I just don't yeah. see it this time. I think they look comfortable here. Well, the last yeah. time they did the four two three one was when they smacked Carson three nil at home. No. So wow. that was the last time they really played that. They have been also doing a bit of five three twos as well. So the wing back like us. So be interesting. But I reckon they'll start with it. Start at least with the four two two. Yeah, sorry. I mean the four four two and the four four two does have a um kind of a built in way to try to handle wing backs, right? To track back with them. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh predictions on on who's out. I saw a comment down here. Where was it? Let me look up here. Jonathan Reimer. Boom. Jonathan comes in clutch telling us that Mario is out with yellow card accumulation. What is your backline without them? So enough about those guys. We know who's missing for them, which is a center back. That hurts. That hurts. But we have a bigger story, right? If Mario is out, good question, John. I'll keep that up there because this is what we got to talk about. So, who do you think center sets in at this point? Blackman. Yeah, go for it. Blackman. Yeah, Rick who, Blackman. In. Right, uh, Tony. Do you think that's just the natural progression? Oh yeah, Blackman. There's, there's no like he is a, a he's steady. He works well with everybody that where we have at the moment. And the only thing we lose, we don't even lose height with them. To be honest, maybe a little no. bit of physicality, but that's about it. Like Blackman slots in perfectly. Yeah, so I would think it would be Segura would anchor, anchor, anchor the middle, right? Mm-hmm. Farfan to his left. Blackman to his right. Right back, Kim, right wing back, Kim Moon mm-hmm. Juan. Left wing back. Ooh, who do you put in the left wing back in a physical match against Portland? Tony, you first. What do you think? I say Keith Edwards. Edwards, the, the Edwards is, like I said, he's, dirt, he's not the dirty player, but he's the. Let me put my hard head on and just get get to work, and that's what he does. Oh man, game. he dude, he was laying in on Austin. Oh yeah, 100%. right, he was, and it, yeah, and, and and this is gonna be a grudge match. That's good, and if he gets tired out there, Palacios can come in. I'm okay with that move. I just don't see Palacios starting quite yet because he's been gone for so long. 
it's hard. And especially in a game like this, there's a system out there, right? Yeah. They're playing it. Can Palacios yeah. do it? Of course he can. He's Palacios. But go with the hot hand, right? You got to reward people for doing good work. And Raheem's exactly. earned that, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, midfield, what's your take on the mid? What do you think you're going to see out there? I don't see much changes from this game. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Like... Blessing, Sifu, Atuesta. That's the midfield right now. That's it just... all it is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yeah. Exactly. There it is. Tony's in, in agreement. We have, and of course, up top, I mean, let's be more than obvious. We know who's going to be up there. <laughs> yeah. Right? We don't have to talk yeah. about it. It's just we know who's going to be there. Hey, Rod and okay, so <laughs> I will say this, though. A grinder match fits Rossi better than anyone else on that team, right? Tough games. I think he likes them. He tends to get those those close quarter goals, the scrappy ones, when games are rough. He steps up in games like this, and he hates those guys just like everybody else. So I think this could be something where you could see a bit of a Rossi show coming up. Yep. Bella, of course, is on point. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, not much change there on the lineup, guys, right? Except that we know that Blackman finally gets his minutes, which could explain why he didn't really play the last game because now he's fresh. And then the other question is substitutions. Do you think... Brian gets time in this match? It depends what happens if we get early yellow cards. Get a couple of early yellow cards, Brian will come in. Same with if we get an early yellow card in the back line, I reckon Harvey will come in. Ooh, that's interesting. In a physical game like this. It depends yeah, on I don't practice, think... to be honest. It's I really don't what... think. Sorry, sorry. Go for it, Tony. Yeah. I was going to say, it's I was gonna say it's like it all depends on practice. Like we know Bob, and Bob will reward you if the the practice is right, and that's how I feel. Like he's not gonna start for 100. There's no way there's he's gonna change that up. And but it goes back to what he puts on. In fact, again, he still has to redeem himself for everything he. That's the whole telenovela that happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see him more of coming into a striker role late. Um kind of just as for appearance money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but not in a position that could be a critical moment. Not yet. Not yet. Same with Corey Baird. Um, you could see him coming in. I think your most likely substitution would be a Palacios for Raheem later in the game, just like we kind of saw this last time out. Uh, they, that seems interchangeable at this point. Um, Duke might get minutes late. That seems like we're comfortable, right? I don't see anything shocking there. Uh, Janela, I don't know, right? I mean, he just doesn't seem to be getting much, but he could be one that comes in late. In a physical game, I'm not as much, I'm not as big on that, but could be the case. But yeah, I mean, that, that's 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 where it is. I mean, last time, I think we, we, we had a kid score on them a while back over there, and, and <laughs> right? So you never know what Bob's going to think on this one, but... Things are looking a little more predictable, even under this new system as who's trusted in what roles. It's very obvious. So starting lineup, though, I think we we got this right. I mean, it just works too well. Why change it up? Why break it? So good stuff, guys. Uh, let's hear from our crew out there uh, where they think it's at. And, of course, the other question is 4-3-3 or 5-3-2. There's no debate, right? No debate. No. Okay. Uh, let's see. Moving on. Marvin Chavez says, this is a much weaker Portland. Lots of injuries, not enough striking power. 
but they're playing at home and are hungry to climb the table, so it'll be a hard one. Watch out for wounded animals, people. They're the most dangerous. All right. Uh, Mi chorizo. Oh, there you go again with the chorizo. Uh, I agree with Marvin. He's, he's laughing over there. I agree with Marvin. This is a different Portland. I think we're taking this game. You have a right to feel bullish. I do too. Right, Tony? You feeling good about this one? Bam, feel you feeling good. good about this one? I am very feeling good. People. Yeah. Marvin Chavez. Dude, you're busy tonight. I love it. Uh, wow, I didn't know Murray is out. Backline, Moon, Blackman, Segura, Farfan, Palacios, or Raheem. Yeah, it's a Palacios, Raheem is a conversation. That's for sure. Pablo, prediction. Moon, Black Moon. <laughs> you're going to call, <laughs> call him Lunar Eclipse now. Um, okay, Black Moon. Uh, Segura, Farfan, Palacios. There it is. I think... If Palacios is a little more with us, then yeah, I mean, he's the natural starter for the role, but again, it's a good debate. It could be either way. It's interchangeable there. That's for certain. Justin Davies, my cousin from Nebraska. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, brother. Cousin. My boy. Uh, that's who I was staying with, by the way, when I went on my trip. So there it is. Uh, no matter how good or bad Portland is playing, they're always a tough opponent at home. Always. Always. I think the turf has something to do with that. Um, the, that though, you look at too. There are, what, no matter how bad or how good they're playing, Carson, Seattle, Portland, always tough games. Rivals, they're real rivals. They're, it is. Yeah. It just is so tight in the West that, except Carson, this, this year they're relevant. But yeah, uh, Michoriso, there you go again. You're going to make me say this constantly, right? Just just mm-hmm. to mess with me. Uh, do you see us winning by a two-goal margin in Portland, Joseph? I don't predict scores, but expected goals would be three. Does it mean we're going to score three? I don't know, but expected goals should be around three. Safe bet, Bam. You think that would be expected goals? What do you think? Yeah, over under two and a half. I'll go to the overs, definitely. Um, I'll be putting that in my multi for this week. So, <laughs> expected goals against one, yeah, 0.95. Watch, watch it come out, guys. 0.95, which means they could, they couldn't. We'll see what happens. Same as us, we could go, go with three or we could go with one, but the chances will definitely be there. <laughs> Marvin Chavez, he said it, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got me, man. Uh, he always likes scoring against this guy. I hate him. I do too. He always finds ways, even when he's, even when he looks like he's half dead and injured, he still manages to get past. Yeah. Victor D. Lopez. Marvin was about to say that Valeri needs to be shut down from any distributing. Uh, yeah, I agree. He's always scary, isn't he? Trouble, trouble. Uh, Edgar Corral. You beat me to it, Marvin. He's a killer against us. He is. There is no question. Marvin says, yep. <laughs> Victor D. Lopez. Here, here's the outlier. Go put money on this one, Bam. Uh, Janela, second half brace. Is he getting braces this week? Uh, Maybe. Uh, but I don't know if the brace is going to be goals scored, but yeah. Dad jokes. Dad jokes all around. <laughs> uh, what about Rodriguez as a sub? I think it's potential in the dark in garbage time, maybe, as a counter because he has the speed. I just can't see him early on getting his minutes. It's not I there. can see him coming on 
seventieth, seventy fifth. Mm-hmm. I, again, I, I do think that makes sense. It makes sense. Huganox checking in. What's up, brother? Huganox says it's going to be a one-zero win for us. He's, he's expecting a tight victory. There it is. Oh, I like Pablo Morales. He's going strong. Two to one. Brian scores the winning goal. Let's put it in extra time just to make us all sweat, so we all love him again. There it is. <laughs> well, that's a surefire way to find a way back into our hearts is to to steal the game on the road. It's a quick. It's a quick recovery. You see, it's just a nice little dash of 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 love. You could say. Uh, Alan Marquez says Rodriguez to start versus the Whitecaps. IMO. Maybe I could see that. I'm not predicting a start for him for a while, but I do. I do think by Vancouver would be a great game for him to break in. I do. I agree. I don't know if starting lineup, but definitely some some minutes. I think that would be like my 57th, the 60th minute substitution could definitely be a Brian situation. So, yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm okay with that. You're gonna see Vancouver. That's gonna be. Oh man, expected goals could be pretty wild for that one. So, yeah. Bam. What's your take? What is your assessment on this match? What do you think is going to go down? With the Vancouver match? Uh, well, I mean, on... yeah, we'll, we'll cover that later. Yeah. But Portland, final thoughts, Portland. sir. Oh, Portland, going to go 3-2 goal scoring. Goals galore. Going to be goals galore, I reckon. Goals, I like it. I like it. That see, that was Tony's prediction. I think he was saying like four nothing or something like that. Like he wanted it to be a four nothing in this last one. Maybe it's just a delayed thing. Tony, what do you think, sir? <sighs> Two one, but lot of lot of like miss opportunities on both ends. To be honest, I say 2-1. We we take we take it. We we grind it out. There it is. I like that. Yeah. Like I said, I think we're going to produce three solid chances. What we do with those, that's up to us. That's really up to us. If we can finish, we're going to be good. The we other big see. question, though, mm-hmm. will both teams still have 11 on the pitch at the end of the game? Well, that would decide the whole game now because it's usually that tight. Good question because this is this is one where you're expecting a lot of yellows. I think you're going to see three yellows for one and two for the other by the time this one's over. Man, I'm, probably, I'm being really conservative. Three each. Three each. Because you look at it, um, Portland's had a lot of yellows this season. They've had yeah. in the 22s, I think, they've had this season. No, they're dirty. We know that. They've always been a dirty side. And I'll say that. They do. They play dirty when it gets tough. They they go straight to the boots. They go straight to grinding. And they don't mind trading blows. They really don't. So... Be ready for it, but we are a little tougher now, so I think we can we can give it back just as badly as they do. Sandpaper. I think we're capable. Sandpaper again, the grit, the grit for sure. Uh, Tony, final thoughts on the match? Uh, like I said, it's gonna be a sandpaper match. Two one. There it is. Right. If could it, it could be more dirtier if we get the uh, Mexico El Salvadorian referee because that was a very difficult game to watch. In general, so if we have that kind of referee, then it could be a little bit more hard, hard hitting. Seems like every game Mexico plays in this tournament, it's it's just required hard hitting because they're not going to give you the calls. 
Yeah. It's, it's weird in this tournament. Usually it's not like that, but this year they they're being forced to to go into war each match. So mm-hmm. Concacaf. Yeah. It's Concacaf. Expect the unexpected. A couple more comments that I see uh from Nestor. He wanna throw some predictions out there. So Nestor S says three nothing. We make a statement on Wednesday. Could you imagine winning three nothing in Portland? Man, that would be amazing. We can all dream. Nestor, 5-0 versus Vancouver. I hope so. I mean, didn't we torch those guys in the closed-door matches? Yeah. We like, we we have experience torching them. Yeah. Uh, final thought. For, Marvin's giving a final thought, everybody. Uh, Marvin's final thought. I love it, man. Uh, do we suck bad at throw-ins? Dear God, nobody talks about it. And this is the way I look at throw-ins. Like, we never have power throw-ins. Like, we don't have anybody that's ever done that. But yeah, it's kind of like going to youth soccer games, and the one thing the parents can focus on and get mad about is throw-ins. Yeah, I just, to me, they're like, just get the ball back and play and do what you got to do and maintain possession. My bigger concern is dead ball situations with our team. It always will be, and how we handle them defensively, mostly, uh, and of course, getting oversold on a corner kick doesn't help either. So. <laughs> Yeah, control the dead ball situations. That's how you win the games. Well, with that. Comment, By the way, we, we Vela keeps doing bangers. I mean, that works too. He hit the crossbar in this one off of a rebound on a dead ball, right? I mean, that was something. Uh, <laughs> Victor D. Lopez, Jurgen Klopp hired a throw-in coach. Jurgen Klopp's done a lot of interesting things. The man is interesting. That is. That is. That is one thing we can say about him. No, he's brilliant. There, there's no question about that. So, well, if you go by the Ooh. rumors I've been hearing from FIFA about the 30 minute halves, no throw ins, just kick ins from the throw in spots now that they're trialing. You heard those Dude, rumors? They've been, they've been threatening that for like 25 years. Mm. Like, it's, when I was a kid, they were talking about, ooh, kick ins at the World Cup. When I was a kid, this was talked about. I think I think there was a minor league here. One of the lower divisions tried it out for a year, but could you imagine every play is a free kick in the in the second in the over the half line? Like everything's dangerous all the time. That would yeah, be, the game would be won just so on the wrong. dead balls. You just build your team for dead ball situations, and that's just it. Yeah, keep it as is. It's one of those odd things that we do in our sport. It's almost inane. I don't know. It's, you know, and you can have guys that do crazy throw-ins. I've seen stuff happen, so get it in the mix. That's fine. Carlos C coming in clutch here. They're going to play in a low block like they always do against us and try to counter. Are the boys going to be able to break them down and create chances? They do play in the low block when they play the four-two-three-one typically. So if that's not what they're playing against us, I don't think that that system is going to work as well unless they really go to the four-two-three-one, which it's Portland. They might. We'll see what happens there. Throw-ins are so important. The players on the field never open themselves up, and our throws suck. I I think our guys' whole focus on the throw-in is just to maintain possession, not to make it a threat, but just maintain possession. I just they don't. Yeah, they don't. They don't seem value, do they? They don't. And yeah, they're not aggressive enough. I get that. Uh, lose the ball immediately changes direction of game always. Yeah. I, Interesting point. We'll, we'll 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 examine that throughout this match. 
It's usually when I'm off saying something, I'm going to throw in honestly, unless it's in the, <laughs> the attacking third. Um, yeah, for sure. We'll, we'll take a look at that one. Uh, final comments. Uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for your comments today. It was very active chat. I'm going to move this one on to our final comments of the day from uh, our boys tonight. Uh, but this time, I'm going to really shake it up. And, Tony, you get the first closing statement of the night. Final thoughts. Um, final thoughts. Um, it was a fun game to be at. It was very just like I saw overall good vibes. There was nothing at the thing like I saw a lot more people and talked to a lot of you guys. Thank you for coming up to me. And I mean, it's like, again, I'm not that scary. If you see me literally just easy to come up to. Um, like I said, moving forward, just no game. We are, we have to set ourselves up for playoffs and just keep grinding it out. Nothing more to say, nothing more to say. Portland is a good opportunity. And then, like I said, Vancouver is usually an easier game for us, but don't overlook them ever. Ever, ever. Right. I mean, if any manager knows what we're going to do, it's probably Mark Dos Santos, right? So mm -hmm. can't write him off. Definitely not. Uh, Bam, final thought of the day, my friend. Final thought of the day is thanks for having me on again. It's been a pleasure, like always. Um, good to see that Tony's stepping up and taking over the, the role of the co-host. Got to throw him under the bus there. Um, watching the game, the last game at home, hearing the 32-52 loud and clear through the TV. Brilliant, like always. Um, if you can get to a watch party on Wednesday, go to a watch party. If not, sit at home with the family, enjoy it. Let's get the W. Just keep the streak going. That's the story, right? Keep moving. Keep swimming. Keep getting to where we need to go. Uh, and that's where I'm going to throw my co final comments is one. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Bam, for once again stepping up, helping me two weeks in a row to make this thing happen as we press on to episode 194 and the next one. Uh, you guys coming in clutch for me. I love you guys for that. Um, great insight today, gentlemen. Good job. And I'll throw that out to everybody else with the comments today. You guys were rock stars today. It was it was really good to see that. Uh, Jonathan coming in with the info about Murillo to remind everybody to joggle the memory. Uh, yeah, good stuff by Ray Marvin. Super active tonight. Thank you guys for coming on. My cousin, Justin. Love you. Love you, man. Uh, good, good things. Uh, on that note, I will say this. If you can get out to a moving party like Bam says, do so. Even more important, if you can get a shot and you haven't done one yet, be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. Y'all want to be back at the bank and stay there? You can lose this easily. So if you're one of the faithful and you're not doing that, only look in the mirror when it gets taken away. So go take care of business. Get your shots. It's just a shot in the arm. It won't kill you. Trust me on this. It won't kill you. I'm fine. I have a million reasons to have health issues. I'm good. If I can get a third one, I will. Straight up. If Bam can get one, he will. <laughs> right? Bam can't even get it. Yep. They just smuggle him in. They just smuggle him in and just say he's one of us. Yeah. And get it. Roll just, it in just... a jersey. Yeah. Yep. Send it, send it, send send it with yeah. a six-pack. <laughs> Keep it cold with a six-pack. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. So. And the D9 tequila, send that list over as well. <laughs> Jonathan. 
well done sir it's good stuff so on that note everybody i'm just going to remind everybody do your best wear your mask support the cause support your team and all the community service events go to the events go to the viewing parties be active support the colors and of course what do we all stay say go- guys stay golden stay golden stay golden for listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over